it's 8pm or just past 8pm and you're listening to the Fiction Show. So, we got next thing, obviously the co-host, you know. Cheers, yeah, yeah. cheers, cheers. What are you saying? What are you saying? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. And, welcome back, Fee. Hi. How you doing, Fee? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I'm, bi- I'm dying in this heat, but it's all good. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, after Carnival, yeah, I'm kind of getting used to this hot weather now, these days. <laughs> and, we got a newbie today. So, introduce yourself. Hey, everyone. My name is Simi. And what do you do, Simi? For a living. And you think, like, what are you doing? Work, outside work, inside, outside? Yeah, so I'm a teacher. That's my normal, like, nine to five, if you want to call it that. So I'm currently on summer break, living life. Jeez. Living your best (laughs) life, that's how it should be. Alright, so before I get into the topic, the main topic of today, um, I'm just going to drop the number that uh, you guys can call into or drop a message. Uh, if you've got any thoughts on what we're going to be talking about today, or you just want to say your piece, um, it is 077-205-70307. And I'll repeat that again. It's 077-205-70307. And yeah, so actually our topic is going to be about the wonderful black woman. Jeez. And the stories and experiences behind, unfortunately, their struggle, but also their rise in society for relationships and work. Um, but before I do that, I just want to mention something about black, but not a person, black boxes. So over the last couple of weeks, there was chicken boxes going around um, the government set through knife crime. And they sent black boxes, which basically in each box, so that's how you go about, you know, foods and chips. So it would be a story um, inside of the box and it, of a person that's gone through knife crime and why you shouldn't get involved in it. Mm. And this was served in restaurants. Um, I don't think it's really happening anymore. I think the government sort of got a negative feedback about it, to say the least, Good. and pulled it back. So, yeah, so I just want to ask you guys. What is your thoughts on that? Because I'm sure you must have had it on the news. They're baboons, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what kind of foolishness is that? Like, if you were obviously tuning in to last week or the two weeks ago, and it was just about the same topic that we just did, like what Sam said before, mm-hmm. how can something go through the whole government or whoever did the whole illustration to put it out there, market it, to think that you can have a black box that says, you know, knife free in a chicken chip shop? Mm-hmm. So what you're telling me is that just black people go to chicken chip shop. I've seen white people go in there too, you know. Cool. Mm-hmm. Next time, let's just say white people don't do white stuff and then do it in suffrages <laughs> or in a place where white people go to. See how they feel. Man, they're just dumb, man. It's just annoying. I'm too hot to even get angry. I'm too tired, man. <laughs> Honestly, it's dumb because first of all, if we were to look at statistics, there's more knife crime that happens outside of London than yeah. it does inside. Yeah, exactly. And guess who lives outside of London? Majority. It's white people. It's not black people. Yeah. You're trying to make they try to make it out through these black bo- um through these black boxes and chicken and chip shops. They're trying to make it out like as if the knife crime is coming from uh, minorities when it actually when in actuality it isn't and these black boxes are they also going to be featured in chicken and chip shops outside of london because if they're not then we all know the true reason behind it <laughs> mm. i think it's glasgow as well that has um the highest knife crime in the uk but no one talks about it why yeah. why is that like mm. that hashtag on twitter why is that i'm so dumb <laughs> do you like glasgow even is bro? <laughs> 
uh, Simeon, what do you think about it? Um, yeah, I completely don't agree with it at all. They're basically, they've targeted a certain, you know, group of individuals. They know who goes to those chicken and chip shops. They know that it's mostly, well, a lot of the times it's black and minority ethnic groups and they've literally just said well you guys are the ones that have the problem so we're just going to reach out to you only and they haven't actually considered any other racial group and actually you're basically sending the message that it's only black and minority ethnic groups that have or are causing the problem of knife crime in this country which is you know completely incorrect so i think it's quite i think it's rude to be honest yeah i think it's quite a a ridiculous way of solving it which they claim that they've solved it but it's quite ridiculous and also the fact that it's quite funny how why don't they put um domestic abuse signs on beer bottles in a pub or why don't they put um stop taking cocaine Mm -hmm. at prep you know when we get coffee at prep they don't take cocaine because a lot of people who are in that area in the coffee shops it's a high place where you can get cocaine and most people take cocaine that go there you know there's some restaurants that actually give it with their food really yeah intentionally or like secretly give cocaine yeah like um so my mom like my mom was born here but then she went back of course and then she came back when she was in her early 20s and she used to work in see i get it confused is it piccadilly circuit no it's piccadilly um Street is it Piccadilly Street? What's it called? Do you you Piccadilly know you got Oxford Circus. Oh, uh, Piccadilly Circus. Piccadilly Circus. It's called Piccadilly yeah, Circus. Yeah, Piccadilly Circus. Thank you. So it's um she used to work on Piccadilly, um, at Piccadilly Circus because she used to work for the body shop. This is and this was like twenty years ago. This was before I was born. She said that there was a restaurant that they sold food, but if you went in there and you knew what to say, they would serve just um they would smir- serve like a, a patch of cocaine enough for just one user, and it was literally like a hotspot for so many corporate people that worked around that mm-hmm. area. And she said that she went in, she saw it herself, like they really did. But this was twenty years ago. Of course, it was all secretive, like yeah. But it was a case of if you knew what to say, they'll give it to you. It's mm-hmm. crazy. And we went over, and she said, guess the demographic that went there. I was like, oh, interesting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so um, I figured that I look around on the internet for a clip that I guess best describes our main topic for today. Um, it's so I guess you all know Yuande more or less, but yeah. from Love Island, right? Uh-huh. So Day obviously was someone at the center of attention <clears throat> um, on Love Island, not necessarily for the right or wrong reasons. Um, she got screwed over by um, Danny in the end um, but she came out afterwards and spoke about another guy in the villa called Sharif so uh, if we can play the, the video cool uh, so essentially what she says is that she's responding basically to Sharif um, Sharif was another black guy in the villa and one of the reasons she had basically said how black women um, are not seen in the eyes of Sharif and other black men as valuable because of her skin tone. Not the fact she's just black, but because she's dark skinned. Or as some people might say, the full on black um, woman. Um, so I don't know if you have any experiences in your fee 
of guys who reflect what Yawande said in the sense that like they literally just look at a dark skinned woman and just go, nah. Funny crusty men say that. Funny what? I've, I've actually come to realise that men that actually, the black men that say the things that Sharif says and embody what Sharif was on Love Island all look a particular way. And I'm not surprised that they all have dry lips. I'm not surprised. Oh, my chest. Because really and truly, if you're going after white girls and you are bashing black women, mm. Vaseline is going to be the last of your priorities. That's what I've realized. Okay? But putting that aside, putting that aside, what she says does have some truth to it. But the thing is, is a case of, it's like, it's a very big deal. I mean, I've had experiences with it. I've had experience where some um, some black guys have told me they don't, they normally go for like other races, but none of them have ever bashed me, or said I was ugly or did anything to kind of, you know, lower my self-esteem. They never said anything like that. They just stated their preference. And that is something I respect. I don't really care what people, other people do. I don't really care as long as you're not bashing someone else in order to get what you want. That's really it. But like I said before, people that look like Sharif, I'm not really surprised. They typically have a look about themselves, even if you forget about the Vaseline. Mm they have a typical look about themselves i can't really describe it but yeah. most girls know what i'm talking about when i say they have a look mm-hmm. oh, yeah, by the way sharif if you're listening to it sorry it's not about you because <laughs> 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 this guy's getting a bit upset uh, but yeah um you mentioned about how they don't necessarily say it verbally so is there a certain look that they give off do you think um, like there's like you even ran this in the video she there was no quote or thing that truth said to her to confirm that but she had already sensed that feeling yeah it's from like, before the moment she met him well first of all you're on love island i mean that in itself is kind of obvious because we all know that love island likes to do token black people where they will pick one black girl, one black boy, or maybe two black boys, and then it's just a bunch of mixed race boys, which they will then try and pass off as um, black people. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, it's like, you, you, I mean, it's just mainly white people because that's the demographic they normally entertain. And I'm just like, if you're going on there, you we already know that you, you're inter- interracial at least. But with um with people like that it's normally a case of you just have to look at them you have to look at the dress sense you have to look at their hair you have to look at how they carry themselves everything about them will just scream what they're into it's like you know um how they tell how they say how you dress yourself how you present yourself tells a lot about you it's the same way um how you present yourself just just says a lot it can tell me about you know where you work it can tell me what you're into all those types of things and it's and it's literally a case of how they dress how they look how they carry themselves how they talk as well because the language that they use is a very defining factor as well Uh, do you have any examples or simi do you have any examples of how a guy might I can't remember the word now. Um, insinuate, was it called? Yeah, or that like, they prefer light-skinned girls. Yeah, that they do. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not sure about language, but I know when I was at school, um, I mean, I grew up in a slightly different environment because I grew up outside London. So I grew up in Kent. Now, when I started in year seven, um, I was one of five black people in my whole year. So that tells you that, you know, the kind of people that I was surrounded by. But actually, you know, when I started going um, to house parties and, you know, different things, um, you're always, well, as a black female or a dark skinned, you know, female, um, you always just are the friend, the good friend and things like that. Mm -hmm. There was never any, you know, they would talk about light-skinned girls, but, oh, she's so, oh, what was the word they used to use? Peng, isn't it? Yeah. Like they, oh, she's so peng, she's so this, da, 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 da. They'll talk about all the white girls and say all these wonderful stuff. You will never ever hear, you know, them say using that same kind of language with dark-skinned girls. Mm -hmm. They might call them cute, but that was it. But then, you know, when you don't like a guy, you call him cute. That's the same type of thing, isn't it? You know, mm -hmm. and that's the kind of language that they use. So they will never actually, you know, say things like, oh, she's so beautiful. I think growing up in that environment for me, when I heard, when I was told, oh, that I'm beautiful, it was actually told to me by my, by my dad. So I was, I was told that mm -hmm. at home, you know, but I didn't get that kind of affirmation outside of school because mm -hmm. um, they just don't, you know, I guess part of it is influenced by the social media, but also part of it is actually not necessarily appreciating themselves and their culture and things like that. Um, and as I think, in the black man not appreciating their own culture not to see black women yeah because oh. at the end of the day right. if society's you know putting down dark skin people and they're always preferring light skin um mm. and then you also t take on that same you know persona and same ideas you know that says a lot about who you are as a person i think and it says a lot about um how much you appreciate what you have you know these black boys came from black mothers so how can you not find your own, you know, beautiful? Mm. No, that's a true statement, you know? Because obviously I can't really even vouch because I'm not a girl. Mm. Do you get what I mean? But I see it a lot, especially with my sisters, because obviously I have two younger sisters and it's obviously quite hard for them to, I would say, fit in, like, into society, but obviously um, make them acknowledge that they're beautiful themselves, you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because obviously my sister will come home and just be like, Oh, this guy said this. I'm thinking, oh, but don't don't listen to what this guy's saying. You're different from this guy. This guy has grown up somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You've grown up here. So yeah, man, I just want to tell everyone, black is beautiful. I love him, man. <laughs> Peace out, man. You sound like one old boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when he hits you back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess from a guy point of view, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I think I've told most people, but I'll say it anyway. I wasn't someone that was necessarily attracted to dark skin women when I was younger. Oh, you um, know, it's yeah. so sad, so sad. And I, I, I'm very ashamed of myself for doing that. I'm very ashamed. I, I admitted my hands are older. I'm ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, basically, I don't really know why. Um, but I guess I'll explain one of the thoughts that I had at, at that immature stage. Um, when I was growing up, I went to a primary school um, that was predominantly white. Um, and I think my first two crushes, the first one was white and the second one was light skin, as in mixed race. She's from like all the, all the countries in the world, basically. Um, and I'm not exactly sure why I was like that, maybe because of stuff that I watched on TV. I'm not making excuses, I'm not making that reasons or anything, I'm making excuses in it. Oh. But like, maybe what was on TV, some Disney Channel, you know, this is like, this is real, this is me, I'm exactly what I'm supposed to be, you know, that, that kind of that kind of thing. I'm, I'm just trying to think of like random, <laughs> random things in it that like um, might have influenced my decision. And 
I don't know exactly why I might not be able to appreciate it, black women at the time. Um, I guess the black girls that I knew at the time, um, it wasn't necessarily about their looks. I think it was just more to do with the ones that I had met um, were just annoying. Yeah, I can't stand them. Well, not like that. Yeah, not like that. Not, not, yeah, I'm not generalizing yeah. it, yeah. But like, they might have, like, for example, um, they were most likely the ones, that the ones that would bully me. Because I was like, I was a softie, not gonna lie. Yeah. Were the, were the black girls. Um, now, whether maybe the white girls were just, I don't know. I don't know what made them so different, but maybe they've just been, they're not as aggressive with their thoughts and not as mm-hmm. open with their thoughts. Maybe they're just, they're just all sweet, kind, and that was the whole idea that was presented to me when I was younger. That the sweet, kind thing is what will guide you to where you want to be. Yeah, but did you think they were aggressive because society told you they were aggressive? Because even me, like as a teacher, there's a girl at my school, and she's moved schools now actually to a school that has is more mixed with more black people in there. Um, because actually, you know, the leadership are not dealing with things like people calling her, you know, the N word at school. Mm-hmm. They I think they suspended someone for like a day or two, and you know, it's like a slap on the wrist, you know, someone after someone. Her yeah, mm-hmm. like, they called her that. The way and I would fight everybody in the playground. Everybody yeah. can catch these hands. Uh-huh. They, didn't do, they didn't do, you know, you much. Um, about it and actually she's actually a really sweet girl you know and I don't necessarily teach her but I've seen her around and I've seen her how she behaves in the classroom and stuff like that but more time um, it's a thing where she's told she's too aggressive because she has something to say you know or because she says something in a certain way that's not um, in line with how maybe you know the whites or which are the majority in that school want her to say things they say oh she's too aggressive or she's too forward or she's too much of a loud mouth why is she talking you know It's, I, I just think maybe you're influenced, possibly, I mean, it's a suggestion, mm-hmm. by what, you know, you were being told or taught yeah. in school and uh, by society. I totally agree with that as well, because an example could be, um, do you remember that show Kids Next Door? And there was that little black girl, and she was Number seen as... Number five! The, yeah, she, she was, she was seen as a very aggressive character. I yeah. thought she was just that a I don't know, I liked her character, but just like what I was mentioning, is what you see... Um, obviously, what well, you're fed as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Automatic thinking. Yeah. You saw mentioned on the last episode as well. Yeah, exactly. Because like even the TV shows, I think, you know, the whole idea of like the aggressive black woman mm-hmm. or the girl Proud in TV shows. Does that did that? They even rebooting it. Yeah, they And are. I remember Dijonet was like this stereotype of what a hood black girl mm-hmm. actually yeah. like with the blonde hair. By the way, a lot of black girls look good with blonde hair. I'm just saying. Blonde hair. Because yeah, you're wearing it right now as well. Listen, <laughs> listen, I'm rocking it well. Amen. But like, mm-hmm. um, like she had the blonde hair, she had the um, over, and she had like a big belly and then a crop top. And then like she'll talk a certain way, she would act a certain way, even her hair was put out a certain way. And she just looked, Bessie compared to Penny Proud and then Penny Proud was this light skin she had her hair in pigtails you know she was made to look cute and sweet and yeah, innocent well and well kept whereas Dijonet was meant to look wild mm-hmm. and it's like this stereotype that continues I, I, I don't even know how it it manifests so well but it manifests and it's like I'm not gonna lie maybe you was fed that black girls are aggressive. I don't see black girls as aggressive. Some of them can be, but majority of them are just assertive. Yeah. And aggressive mm-hmm. and assertive are two different things. Yeah. They're on like a fine line between each other, but there is a mm-hmm. difference. Most of the time, black girls aren't aggressive because they don't have any reason to actually come and provoke you. Mm-hmm. They, they're, not, they're not provoked. 
if you're provoking them and then they're aggressive to you, then maybe you need to think about what you did to provoke them. But besides that, I think it's just a case of maybe it might have been a trend. Because I remember when I was younger, like every single black boy was like, oh yeah, this lighty. Oh yeah, I got with this lighty still. Oh yeah, I'm feeling this light. And they would never, ever look at the black girl. Because I used to have friends, um, when I'm in secondary school, I had a friend that was mixed race. And we would go to Runford all the time and chill. We had even a special bench we'd just sit on and just wait to see like um, good-looking boys walk past. And they would always move to her, and then I'll be just standing on the side awkwardly. I would never try and get involved, because I'm just like, listen, before they now come and tell me, oh, you're that friend, you're that ugly friend that's trying to cock-block me, all that type of nonsense. So I just stood by the side, and it always, always happened. And it was like, I was never looked upon. And it wasn't until I got to college now that people started noticing me. And I didn't really change much from secondary school to college. Mm-hmm. So it's just a case of the trend started to shift. Mm-hmm. People started to get older and realize, hang on, I'm really have tunnel vision. So that might have been it. That's so I guess that sort of raises a question here, which is like, do you feel like as if people are now becoming attracted to dark skin girls because it's a trend or because they genuinely appreciate the beauty? Yes and no. Yeah. It's rough. I think people are now starting to, you know, appreciate themselves and they also, there's more room or freedom for expression as well. People are now, well, it's, there's more room for you to do things like wear your natural hair to work, do you know what I mean? There's more room for you to dress a certain way or have braids and put colour in your braids and yeah. things like that. I think before, it was, it was like looked down on, it was like, you know, oh my gosh, she's got her afro in, that's, you know, it's against our company, you know, our image and things like that, and people didn't like it. Um, but I think what's shifted is that people are now more accepting and more open. Um, I don't, and yeah, it is partly a trend, but I think people are starting to appreciate that there are differences in culture and it is okay to be fully black and still, you know, be classy or be sophisticated you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you can be both at the same time you don't have to be black and hood or mm-hmm. black and you know mm-hmm. yeah. ghetto you can be black and you know have a good head on your shoulders and actually know what you're doing and work hard and actually be successful do you know what i mean yeah no it's, it's definitely true um got a, a comment sort of backing up the whole idea of tv shows it's true on tv shows they used to try and get rid of dark skin girls i aren't even fresh prints or they always had light-skinned girls or mixed-race girls. They could have replaced the original with a dark-skinned one, but they didn't. Yeah, that's true. It's just like what was both said, is that, you know, it's what we watch when we're younger, because obviously when you deep it, most of them are actually American shows, mm-hmm. because it's not like you're actually going to get a British black girl that's going to be so ratchet, this, this, that, that, dressed, do you get what I mean? It's what you've seen, and then obviously it's what they try and do a portrayal mm-hmm. in the country that we're in and obviously didn't bring that to our schools and your homes yeah. so yeah that's what because obviously you won't get an african-american that's in america doing something that you look like a black british girl would do if you get what i mean mm-hmm. it's very they're two different backgrounds two different cultures so it's yeah. very different so yeah i totally agree with that can i just add that mm. um another thing that i actually noticed because like i kind of did i had i did a project about this like years ago in college one thing i did notice is that the colorism problem because this Mm -hmm. is colorism yeah this is a problem that is 
so 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 bad in america and britain actually isn't as bad as america is but we're getting to the same level because of the amount of exposure we have to america that everybody it's like it's now it's like subconsciously people are now taking on board some of the things that they are doing without even realizing it it's the same way nigerians try to force it <laughs> but we're not forcing it it's actually subconsciously yeah but like that's what's happening i'd probably say that like what's it called that i actually think it's equal if anything it might and maybe i'm being biased i might even say that it might be even worse in britain only because i always have this phrase and it's like he who speaks the loudest isn't necessarily the biggest so like in the uk in the culture wise is that people are suffering and you won't even know they're suffering you you sit on the train but you look at the person the person goes that person could be going through some some crap that you would have no idea about. Yeah. Whereas, maybe in America, everything's more exaggerated. Even just like the simple things, like the food. You know, you buy like a normal hot dog from, I don't know, here from IKEA. You know, IKEA hot dogs for like fifty p. <laughs> compared to a Costco, compared to Costco hot dog, double the size. Just the idea of in America in general is like it's almost like an exaggerated version. But they're both nice. They are, they are indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like in terms of, um, but you made a good point in the whole idea that it's it's a colorism is a huge issue, and it's sort of like I feel like as if people are tackling it for their own personal gain rather than actually fixing their bias attitude. The best way, the best example I can give is, okay, everybody knows um, Brown Skin Girl by Beyonce, mm-hmm. right, Beyonce Moose Kid. When that song first came out, everybody was singing it. And I still remember that there was a whole debate on Twitter, like a massive, massive debate, because everyone was fighting over who the song was supposed to be for. Mm-hmm. And then this is when, and then the video came out, the music video came out. And it was dark skin girls. Even in the lyrics, Lupita yeah, was Lupita mentioned. Was mentioned yeah, was mentioned you know, well. Kelly was mentioned. Um, was Serena Williams mentioned as well? They're all dark skin, but everybody was um, battling, saying, "No, well, technically, brown skin girls is a, a, a means anybody that's POC, that's dark and POC." Da, 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 da. Like Asian girls were chiming in as well, saying that it's for everybody that's dark and that's um, person of color. Da, 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 da. I was like. Then about maybe a week after that argument, um, Beyonce must have uploaded a video to her Instagram of brown skin girls again mm-hmm. with pictures of dark skin girls. Just to reaffirm. Just to reaffirm, because she didn't say anything, but she just uploaded that video just to reaffirm who in particular she was talking about. And everybody went silent. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just a kind of, it's a case of, it's like, that's a, a good example of colorism in itself in the case of it's like there's so many there's so many songs there's so many things for light skinned girls for brown and for like medium skin tone girls and then when a, a something comes out for dark skinned girls it's like we're not allowed to have it mm. it's like it can't be it, it's like nobody can believe oh this can't be for dark skinned girls this has to be for everybody do you think it's a bit like this is on a slightly oh Sorry, go on. I was going to say, I was going to say, like, maybe it might help your response too. But do you think it's like comparison to a bigger scale? Like, you know the whole idea when you say, um, Black Lives Matter? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, what you going to say? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to but it's like, what's called? Does it now mean all lives? 
people start saying, oh no, all lives matter, innit? So therefore, it, it sort of waters down the issue. Yeah. Because I get that work because I work with like charities and like social enterprise to fix like a certain problem in society, yeah. like a specific problem. And often because we're trying to like promote a bunch of them at the same time, we sort of have to generalize it. But then you miss the main point of what the real message is. But yeah, uh, Simi. No, I was just literally going to say it's the same type of thing, like stealing, you know, black women don't actually have loads in terms of what they've actually been given or allowed to have over the years. You know, we now have a song, Brown Skin Girls, and people are trying to steal the thunder. Like, just, just let them have this one thing. Like, there's light skin, you're everywhere. You're actually everywhere. Is it, is it really that difficult to just allow them to have one song and to appreciate, you know, dark skin beauty, you know? It's not. I don't, I don't understand why people are fighting over it in the first place. I think it's ridiculous, you know? I might play the devil's advocate here and um, suggest the artist who produced the songs who was the people on the song does he mean on the Brown Skin Girl song who was the artist on the songs like who, was it Beyonce it was Beyonce and Wizkid Beyonce, Wizkid was and who else people, yeah. no I think it was just Beyonce and Wizkid that's just their song Beyonce and Wizkid oh okay yeah wait let me check actually but, but I, I, I mentioned that for a reason because why is there a white guy no, no, no. It's the way he said it. That would be a bit random. They're thinking, you know, some white don't need to like the chocolate, isn't it? So. No, some, some white boys, like, they do like dance yeah. and but black they... girls. And I've also, look, can I just say, um, a lot of black, I'm sorry, a lot of white boys that do like black girls, they like the they like them dark. Mm. Yeah. They, <laughs> they like them to be the polar opposite of what they are. So dark. I don't know why. <laughs> That's just how God made it. Uh, the reason why I mentioned it, and I was sort of playing sort of devil's advocate here, is only because if you notice, maybe one reason why people said it's for everyone mm. is because there wasn't actually a dark skinned girl singing on the track or rapping. Doesn't need to be. I mean, Lil Wayne was rapping about Redbone for like 10 years. <laughs> Lil Wayne is darker than me. True. And it's, it's a case of you don't have to be the same skin tone as the person you're talking about. But do you think people use that as an excuse? Not saying that I, I, don't, I don't agree. I don't, I don't think it matters anyway because I think the message is um, No, not really because it's like you have to look at Beyonce because you have to look... Of course, you should look at the artist. I think people started taking doing what they were doing because of Wizkid, not because of Beyonce. Because mm. Beyonce, actually, when she does her performances, if you looked at when she was live in Coachella... The people that were actually rapping her were a mixture, but there was dark skinned people there and there was a lot of them. And mm -hmm. she always used to big up Kelly as well. She never put down Kelly and um, Michelle as well. But um, Wizkid on the other hand is somebody that is, uh, he has like a reputation. Cause I've, yeah, I think he's had girlfriends that are very like, yeah, and I don't then, know about and now, then apparently, I'm not sure about this, but apparently it's like he has like what four kids, I think, and one of them is dark skinned because that was his first, the first baby mother, mm. and apparently he, that child does not get shown off as much as the other ones, and the other ones are all mixed, mm. which is why it's kind of like a sticky subject i'm not sure but this is i remember seeing this like a few years ago but i think that kind of fueled everybody's thing but i think it's because it's a beyonce track 
you, of course you want to be the person that Beyonce is referencing. Mm. Then when you find out you're not, what? I'm going to make it like it's me <laughs> that she's referencing by force. Like, I think that was people's end goal at the end of the day. Like, everybody wants to be referenced by Beyonce, but really and truly, it's just a case of people just don't like the fact that sometimes people actually reference dark skin girls. Mm. Do you think, like, I guess in this kid, for an example, um, I guess Nitsu, nurse guys, can we have a preference while still truly appreciating dark skin girls? Oh, good stuff. Like, do you feel like as if you have to, in order to prove people right, you'd have to date a dark skin girl? No, of course not. I mean, if your preference is let's say white light skin we can't change that do you get what mm. I mean but some people I don't I don't really know how to explain it it's just that because some people come from different places where like how you said in growing up mm. you started off liking you know, um, your environment your environment yeah, yeah exactly when me an example I've always obviously been French I still grew up in a black household but obviously when you look at France when I grew up mm. for a bit it's very multicultural you see Asians you see Indian, mm-hmm. even though they speak French, but obviously they don't come from the country itself. Do you mm-hmm. get what I mean? So it's multi, it's very multicultural. So you can still like something and still like it in a different shade or lighter shade. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say just to prove a point because obviously I think there's actually certain people out there that'll be like, oh, you know, because now we're in we're 2019, I need to like a dark skin girl just to jump on the hype train. Yeah. And then when that hype train's now gone, let me go back to. My last game, because I remember that oh, shift. Asking, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I remember my shift. I remember that shift happened when I remember there was a hashtag. If I remember correctly, you know when it says get a woman that can do both, and then there will always be a light skin girl. It will never ever be a dark skin girl used in the meme. Mm-hmm. And it's now in this generation, you're now seeing dark skin girls. Like an example, my sister obviously used to work in Superdrug, and then what I didn't like is the example my sister gave me when um, a obviously a woman with um, obviously not I think Marines used to come to her and was asking her for you know I'm not sure what you girls call it I think it's what foundation and then obviously you know how there's different grades of foundation and then she must have asked my sister oh what grade would you advise me then obviously Mm -hmm. my sister said this one but she said but are you sure because you're I was thinking, but you've come to you've come to ask her for a sister, but now you're telling her that she's wrong. She's telling you this is your shade, but now but you've come to her to say no, but you've come for her help. Do you get what I mean? Mm. So I think why go to her in the first place? Why did you not ask the manager who probably was you know Goodness, this color of the table? So I don't understand. Makeup artists that are white or Asian, you could have gone to them. But you wanted to play yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you get what I mean? So. Like I said, we just live in an awkward generation, man. That's how I see it. Because I even remember, like, growing up on... It's not even just, like... You know the whole idea about TV shows? Mm-hmm. Do you know, like, movies and stuff? Yeah. Like, I was a big fan of a movie called You Got Served. Oh. And from what, from what I remember, the main girl that the guy was trying to move to was light-skinned. Yeah. And do you know what her best friend was? The dark-skinned. What's man? So, like, I think you mentioned both about being the best friend. The best friend's always the dark skin girl. The it happens in Martin. It was in Martin. You know, you had um, Martin's girlfriend, and then hey, you had Pam, yeah. who yeah. was the best friend. Mm-hmm. And how did she act? 
Yeah. She was always this wild, per- they perceived her as a wild person that was loud mouthed, mm-hmm. out of control, dressed crazy, all this type of nonsense. And I'm just, it's just like a stereotype. They feed into this stereotype of what they think dark skin mm-hmm. girls are. And it's, it's not, it's, it's just a colorist viewpoint, to be honest. That's what it is. It's a very colorist viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so another artist as well. How was in the the news lately as well for a bit of a colorism issue? You? I was thinking of Steph London. Whatever her name is. Steph London, actually, yeah, that's that's a fair point. Um, actually, let's bring her up first, actually, because I don't, I remember she made some comments um, yeah. about that. What did she say? To be fair, that was back in two thousand thirteen. No, but then, but you know, there was another point where Spice Spice um, wanted to come back to colorism, so she did. She oh, yeah. uploaded I, this I photo of her bleach, yeah, yeah. and then everybody was like, "What was going on?" You know, you would how you would how a same person would react. Steph London then comments, "Boy, you're looking pang," and then with claps, emo- uh, clap emojis, okay. and I'm just thinking, "What the hell?" <laughs> Wait, what the what's the color of the energies? Black. Oh, yeah, but there was like kind of lights. I don't know if they were black or light. I can't remember, but I just remember that she was praising it whilst everybody else was just like, what are you doing? Questioning it. Mm-hmm. And then Spice then later on said, relax, everyone. Yeah, she was joking. Just, it was just for yeah. a documentary type thing mm-hmm. to do with her album, talking about colorism, mm-hmm. because it's very, very, very ripe in Jamaica. It's like it's bad in Jamaica. It's not only women, it's men as well. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, like, yeah, it's bad. I remember a documentary BBC mm-hmm. one, I think it was Reggie Hates, who are someone when they're all bleach. Mm. It's bad. Why. But Steph London was the only one that was praising it. And I found that interesting because it's like a case of you're with Burner Boy. There's a chance that if you two had kids, your child could come out dark skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would you do then? Even the child that she has now is quite dark. The child isn't as light as her. Mm. So, what, what would you say to that child? Mm. And obviously now that she's um, dating Burner Boy, do you feel like if she was given the same opportunity, she'd make that comment again? Yes. Now, now that she has more exposure. No, do you know what I think the kid, the thing, I do not think it's funny. It's a case of, it's like the same example could be made with somebody that's racist. It's like you can have somebody that's racist towards one gender of a group, but then be fine with the other gender. That doesn't mean that they're fine, that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many, there's so, and there's like, there's an example could be like, there's a lot of, um, there's some white girls that go for black boys and they are so racist to black girls, but to black men, they're fine with them. Mm-hmm. They're perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And there's some white boys that go for black girls, but they hate black men. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's still, it doesn't matter if you're fine with one with one gender. That's a typical way of people acting anyway. It's like mm-hmm. a lot of people that are colorist, because um, a lot of people are colorists, they won't put down dark skin boys because dark skin boys are now on top. Like mm. they've dethroned light skin boys as the as the kings now. <laughs> like they've actually dethroned them. What? So no one's gonna say anything bad about them. But black girls and um, but dark skin girls are now the target. But it doesn't it doesn't mean anything just because you're with somebody that you supposedly hate doesn't mean your your views and how you feel is gonna change. Yeah. Mm. Also, she said um. Um, what do you call it? Don't act like if God gave you a choice, you wouldn't change your colour, lol. And she was calling out dark-skinned women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the thing is, like, yeah, that was in 2013, but in her apology, 
she said, sorry if anyone took any, an offence. <laughs> she said <laughs> Exactly, she said if. She said if. What do you mean, sorry if? What you said was clearly offensive. Nice. Instead of you to, you know, like, own it and be like, do you know what, I'm actually sorry. Clearly she's not sorry. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what makes me feel like, actually, deep down, her opinions haven't actually mm-hmm. changed that much. What do you mean, sorry if? Of course what you said is offensive. If you're saying, oh, if, if, if they had the opportunity or if God could give them the opportunity, they would change. Well, actually, no. A lot of people who are dark skiing actually appreciate, you know, their skin colour. Um, and the fact that you said, sorry, if... Oh, duh, listen. I felt that anyway. So I, mm. I felt it in my chest. That's rude. Oh, gosh. I just feel like if you're not sorry, don't apologise. It's not by force. Some people want an apology, and I understand. Me, personally, if it's not genuine, I don't want it. Yeah. Throw it mm. in the bin. Mm. <laughs> Throw it in the bin. Throw along with yourself. Mm. So it's that sort of fake apologies... And, and they're so ripe in this in this day and age because everybody do you know what and think another thing is i think the i still believe that there's kind of a trend with dark-skinned girls because even when people praise dark-skinned girls look at the images they use to praise dark-skinned girls they're normally barely clothed they're normally oiled up mm. so their skin is now doing shine shine and <laughs> it's like a case of is this the only time yeah. you want to you know give you want to give praise like there's times where we're fully clothed you know doing Mm -hmm. normal things like a normal person because that's what we are but you don't want to praise those times Mm -hmm. you only want to come up with these sexy photos where everybody wants to be doing shine shine in the photo shoots even the the photographer is doing shine shine like i'm tired and i think it's like a political people are being pc sometimes like politically correct they think that Mm -hmm. they feel like it's politically politically correct to now think dark-skinned girls are actually attractive, even though they may not find them attractive. Personally, it's not by force to find us attractive, to be honest. It's really not by force. I want it to be a case of it's genuine, okay? And honestly, how people portray things on social media compared to real life is very, very different, can I just say? Some people will go on Twitter or go on Instagram or whatever social media platform, spew all types of hatred towards dark-skinned girls, but then you'll find out that they've been, they had a dark-skinned girlfriend for six years. Mm-hmm. It's just a case of, I feel like what is portrayed on social media is very different to what actually happens in reality, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I dare any of those people that talk shit about um, dark skin girls, excuse my language, to say it to a dark skin girl's face in real life. Mm. Watch how most of them go pim. Nah, that's true though, because an example I can say is that I'm not sure if anyone saw it on Instagram. It was going back to the whole clip, obviously, with um, Yuwondi on the radio show, is when um, I think Boohoo must have done an event with all the ex Yeah, yeah, I was going to read that yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Ex Mandem um, from um, Love Island, and I think, I can't remember his name, I think it's called, his name's Rykard. Yeah, yeah. Rykard and um, Adam. It's a waste, man, still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all the other people, Adam. they must have made. No, no, no. Rykard and Adam. Yeah, Adam. With a name like Rykard, are you surprised? I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what they did because I remember my sister showed me, but they must have made like a, like, you know, a little comment about you one day because I know one of them were taking a mic out saying her name. But yeah, they were making. It was just odd. And then obviously Rykard didn't have to make. Had to, had, obviously, had to say an apology. But, but it wasn't really a heartfelt apology. You get what I mean? It was like an apology mm-hmm. for the sake of everyone getting on my back saying okay let me just shut it mm. and just give it but the apology wasn't genuine yeah it's politically correct to apologize 
<laughs> and your one day, your one day isn't even a hard day. First of all, it's your one day, and not your one day, like waving a wand. I don't understand, mm. but um, it's actually not a difficult name. The fact that you'd actually take the make out of a name of African or West African so she descent. Name is Raycott. That's bad. Nah, that was actually. Um, I raised the other artist later on because there was one more that I thought of, but I'm gonna raise another person who's recently gone through and I think her breakup hasn't been confirmed but uh, we think it's it's done uh, Maya Jammer uh, she made some comments I think it was in 2012 um, excuse my language but uh, dark skinned bitches shaving her head expecting to look like Amber Rose when really they end up looking like Michael Jordan swear down first of all hey, I yo, shaved my brave. head <laughs> I shaved my head I didn't look like Michael Jordan I got compliments from literally almost everyone I came into contact with and it's just a case of I do you know what do you know what I think I generally do think it was the trend to hate on dark skin girls mm-hmm. I really do feel like it was a trend because some people were sheeps like some boys would be saying out in the open with their boys oh yeah dark skin girls are ugly lights lighties are where it's at but then there'll be the same ones trying to move to you the next day yeah, of course. like there is just i think it was a trend and i think it's a case of anybody that spews some type of that says certain comments about dark skin girls in the past if they are truly if they've truly changed you'll be able you will know you will know you can know when somebody has changed it's like you know there's i feel like there's there's ways in which you can tell that somebody has changed and I, uh, when it comes to Maya Jamma, it's a case of, I mean, I haven't seen her do any, say anything negative about dark skin girls since. I haven't seen her, um, I haven't seen her go out of her way to put down dark skin girls or anything like that. I don't see, I, it's like, I haven't seen any of that. So it's a case of, I feel like she has changed, but those comments were mad. I think it's a case of personally. I sometimes think that some people. It wasn't the only one she made, actually. She made. I know, I know. Yeah. She made. She made so many different comments, and I think that 2012. If you guys were on Twitter during 2012, it was a savage, yeah, it was savage. A savage place. Like people were comparing black girls to drug bar. Like it yeah. was a very, very like savage place. They still, like, they still do. Though. They Serena, still Serena do. gets a lot of hate on Twitter. Who? Serena Williams. Serena Williams gets a lot of hate, but look at the men that are going after her. They all have dry lips. <laughs> oh no, no, all. And you know, I just it's okay. It's it's just something. Me personally, if someone was coming at me, if you are ugly, I'm not going to pay attention to what you say. I really don't, because it's not going to hurt my feelings. You're not even someone that when you you're the type of person where your type don't even want you. Your type don't even want you, but you want to come after me. I don't have time. Yeah, I think we need to get like Sharif. a, a fire shot. Sharif. <laughs> Sharif. Sharif wanted to go after the Yawanda. And I found that very, very funny because you went after Amber and Amber went and took and, and chose one guy she didn't even care about because she wants to get away from you. Why is that? <laughs> That's the question. Why is that? You know, it's like a case of, I feel like, listen, some people will say certain things in the past because they're young sometimes they're following a trend how they are now how they act and how they react to things now is a great test of if they've changed or not personally i haven't seen maya jama do anything negative or say anything negative so for the time being i don't think she actually has a problem but 
if she's if she does behind the scenes because i don't know her i don't speak to her i'm not i messaging her saying what's up girl how are you like i'm not doing any of that so i don't really know i can only go by what i see from the public eye and it seems what what was the thought process in saying that because something must have actually had to trigger you to say something do you know what it is some most of the time nobody's triggered that's what i've been trying to say most of the time nobody is triggered Mm. most of the time dark skin girls don't actually do anything but people are just angered by their existence for some reason yeah like they're just angered by like you have you ever met someone that's so annoying they haven't said a single word to you but they're just annoying to you oh we know know about that yeah yeah that's how people react to dark skin girls like we have I, I could enter a room i have not said a single thing and people would just come and attack me mm-hmm. simply because i happen to be dark-skinned mm-hmm. i haven't said anything i haven't slapped anybody's mom mm-hmm. you know i haven't done a single thing sometimes that's just actually how it is you don't need to be provoked in order to attack someone mm-hmm. that's what happens and i also think that maybe she was following the trend of 2012 because uh, in 2012 2012 was a savage time i have to keep saying that because if if he was on Twitter during 2012, you would have understood. Wasn't that the year of Coney as well? Oh, yeah, make Coney famous. Yeah. That dumb thing. Bro, that was so many mad things in 2012. That's what I was trying it. to say. It was a trend, but it's like, I'm, that's not me excusing what she said, by the way, because mm-hmm. that is actually rubbish. I have never actually said anything negative like that about anybody else or any other race like that. I'm sorry, I haven't, because... I don't have harbor wicked spirits in my body but you know it's the case of it's, it was a trend i mm. guess it's like when everybody was doing harlem shape yeah mm. i look at the videos now and i'm thinking what the hell was i doing but that was the trend <laughs> back then trying to make yourself relevant yeah. and understandable did ice bucket challenge as well that was that was just a lot of fun the cinnamon challenge that was a lot man no i never did that one no, <laughs> yeah the other ice i was gonna bring up um is uh Tory Lanez so Tory Lanez had a video that was leaked leaked I'm putting the leak this side this fingers um where apparently he was shooting a music video and what happened is that the director apparently asked that he should swap that basically it was a dark skinned woman yeah. in the video I remember that. Mm. and then the, the director said just take the dark skinned woman out put a light skinned lady in you know I think they'll call them Video vixens, video vixens, yeah, that's yeah, um, to come in and Tory Lanez basically just like raged, like, how dare you do that? You know, this is disgraceful. Um, now it's been they got a fairly mixed response. Some people were like, it's great to see him defending dark skinned women, other people um, suggested it was actually staged that he was just doing that for the sake of clout to show that he appreciates dark skinned women. Um, because it was, to be fair, like it's it, the timing seems awfully convenient. That someone, a guy in the thing, happened to record them right when it was happening. Um, okay, I have, I actually have a lot. To, no, not a lot to say, but um, when that video came out, about maybe a few days later, Tory Lanez actually spoke about it, and he said that it wasn't because she was dark skinned but because basically when they do music videos for music, um, for music. What they happens is that they shoot it with different girls mm-hmm. and with that dark skin girl in particular they hadn't done all the scenes yet. So when the person wanted to switch the dark skin girl for the light skin girl, Tory Lanez was angry because he was like, You're just messing everything up. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't because she was dark skin. 
Mm-hmm. I'm just putting it out there, okay. by the way. It wasn't because of that. It was because it was going to mess up the sequence of the music video itself. Yeah. She had to do all her parts. They all have to do it. Like, music videos, when you see girls on music videos, nine times out of ten, if they're, big, if they're done by big artists, there's like five different girls. And mm-hmm. then they all do the same thing, and then they will pick one girl which they feel goes well with the music video mm. and then she will be the one that is chosen. Mm. Yeah, because I was going to mention that because obviously I remember bringing it up when we all spoke about it before is when during that period as well, I think I think it was like what, two days afterwards, like the girl must have made a statement as well, the dark skin girl saying like, obviously along the lines of, oh, I was there first, you get what I mean? Like obviously just in cloud, like trying to make something out of it. Mm-hmm. But then obviously the light skin girl saying something different as well. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, I don't know, you don't know what to believe in if you get what I mean. What do you mean she was saying different? That she was saying that, oh, it's not true, like obviously debunking her mm-hmm. um, statement, sorry, mm-hmm. saying that, oh, it's not because I'm dark skin, it's, yeah. not, it's not because mm-hmm. she's light skin, all of that. Because I didn't know, you don't know what to believe in. Yeah, that's, that's that is actually the issue when it comes yeah. to these small scenes. I just questioned the whole timing of it, it just felt a bit weird personally mm. um, and sometimes like when you record something it's like people look at it in many different ways um, but do you feel like as if people not saying that he did it but do you feel like people would start doing that in the future um, in terms of like videos or things coming out statements saying I'm here for black women you know no. we love y'all we love this no. how would you receive something like that as a dark skin woman no like uh, you have to look at the industry itself if we're gonna look at hip hop hip hop has thrived on colorism like you, it, it is so deeply rooted it's it's a case of is is now like you know rappers of today can't go rapping without adding colorism to the it's in their lyrics it's in their music videos it's in everything Mm -hmm. when they go out and they go to clubs guess who they see in the clubs i think it is it was it the weekend or one of the rappers that said that he didn't want any dark-skinned girls in the club there was one rap famous rapper that said he didn't want any dark-skinned girls you had to be light-skinned and above Mm -hmm. to be with him in the club and it's a case of that's actually the culture of hip-hop whether people want it um accept it or not that's actually the culture now there's some of them that are different but i think that's more underground hip-hop people because you have you know you within hip-hop you have sub genres you have different sections mm-hmm. and the mainstream hip-hop no it's not really going to change maybe in the next generation it will but for this generation i personally don't think it's going to change because mm. you have to look at the type of people that are in the that are in the industry right now and then make a judgment from there how many of them are actually role models or how many of them seem like they have common sense mm. like um, um, it's not even me taking a dig at them it's actually me being honest about it like you have to look at the industry you have to look at the people that are in the industry remember there was even a time that Rick Ross must have done like this show for like finding the next big star or something mm. and he had this light skin girl and this dark skin girl and they both sang and the dark skin girl actually sang better and it wasn't only it wasn't by my opinion it's actually based on the comments section and you Mm -hmm. know because he uploaded this and the video and they chose the light-skinned girl because she had the look for selling records like you know Mm -hmm. um 
it's just not gonna fly I'm, I'm sorry it's that it's okay so it's not gonna change for a long time mm-hmm. it's not not in mainstream hip-hop anyway maybe in other sections sure but in mainstream hip-hop no not for a while mm. and that's actually okay because i'm not trying to get with any of them in the first place mm. they're not they're not i don't personally think they're ideal types anyway a lot of them look like they're hungry mm. for food so no, some of them are dangerously skinny. It's scary. But also, I think the mindsets of um, the black community need to change as well, um, because you know you just look at our mums and dads and stuff. Like, or let's say mums for now. You know, a lot of them use these like what's it that Fair Lady cream? Cara right. Yeah, the the lightning mm-hmm. cream. You know, you go out in the sun for too long. I remember I came back from holiday. Um, and I was away for a while in a really hot country. Someone was like, oh, wow, you're so black. <laughs> you know? They say things like, oh, you're so dark. Huh? Hey, yo, I hear that a lot, Do you know what it is? It's when you get compared to charcoal. that That's that's the, that's when it gets oh, deep, you know? And that's that. within our own community. And that's, you know, black people and dark-skinned people actually saying, or darker-skinned people saying, that, oh, you're really dark and things like that. And unless you start to change the culture within our community and within, you know, and closer to home within our families, in our, you know, friends and things like that, mm-hmm. um, I don't think you're going to change it from and in the hip hop industry and stuff like that. It has to change, start from within, um, before it moves out. I, I think, think parents need to actually do more. They need to do more. They need to teach their children that all shades of black are beautiful, and not just you know go let them go and do what they want to do and let them do, um, gain a preference for themselves. Like you actually need to sit your child, your children down and tell them, listen, all shades of black are beautiful. Don't let nobody come and tell you that one shade is better than the other shade. Don't listen to them. Like they need to do that because children are very impressionable mm-hmm. and colorism starts from young. It doesn't just start somewhere when you're 25 or when you hit 20, all of a sudden, nah. Duh. Like, it doesn't happen like that. It happens from a very young age. And it's down to your surroundings, what you hear, and all sorts of things. So if you start telling children, young children, you know, listen, the all shades of black are beautiful, you will start to see a change. It's the same way as where they try to tell people to start teaching about unity within races and how no, not one race is an inferior to the other. Mm-hmm. And you see how children carry that on. Because really and truly, colorism, like racism, is taught. It's yeah. not something that you just develop. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you feel like as if experiences of, even just it could be relationships, it could just be a work situation, do you feel like that may change someone's mindset and unfortunately lead them to generalize and then have a, an agenda against? Let's say, for example, right? Um, let's say, for example, I dated a dark skinned girl and she was completely trash to me. I then go out and I never want to date a dark skinned girl again. Yeah, that's uh, a lot. Then you're just a fool. <laughs> I just think, it's, well, personally, I just think it's a bit ridiculous. You know, white people do so much trash. No one says, oh, I suddenly don't like any white person or I can't work with any white person. Yeah. But because it's a dark-skinned person, you know, I'm making an excuse. Oh, you know, I dated a, a bad one. What, so because you had a bad sandwich from Sainsbury's, you're not going to buy a sandwich from Sainsbury's again? That doesn't make sense, in my opinion. I just think it's an excuse, personally. Mm. Sorry if that's harsh. I mean, I'm not sorry, actually. But, <laughs> yeah. No, it's true, though, because 
it happens a lot if you get what I mean like someone could have a bad relationship with one dark skin girl they use that as a leverage to be like yeah all dark skin girls are trash do you get what I mean it's like an example when the industry that do Barbie <laughs> I still remember when I was young must I, I think what was it must we went to the store my sister obviously there's obviously normal Barbie and there's black Barbie she didn't want black Barbie she wanted normal Barbie yeah. because it's not seen mm-hmm. it's seen as I would, um, hold on. I'm not sure what, what word you like let's say Huh? You said normal Barbie and then black Barbie. Oh, yeah. Exactly. You, yeah you, you made yourself out of yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that. Yeah, exactly. I didn't want to say I did it yeah, for a reason, yeah. but it's how it was said. Do you get what I mean? Because yeah. they said this is normal, while well, this is just black. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Because at, at the time it's made to seem like it's alien. Do you get what I mean? Like, obviously, I apologize for saying that. Innit? No, 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 I'm not no, saying that. No, 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 no. Like, 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 yeah, that's an issue, innit? Yeah, that's an issue. Like, I know like you that. was referencing the past, but that's what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. that it's something that's been happening from time. Yeah. Mm. Even, um, sorry, side note, even at school, um, I have to teach evolution at school. And, um, as a science teacher and um, one of the students in my class and I personally believe that he asked this question just to because he wanted to get to make a joke or whatever but anyway I shut him down but he asked the question he said to me oh you know we're talking about evolution he said oh so does that mean oh I'm not trying to be rude or anything he said that with a smirk on his face cool um, but does that mean that oh black people um, are underdeveloped because we, they came from monkeys you know um, so where like maybe they're under they're underdeveloped, so they're not fully human. They're underdeveloped because they're still yeah. dark skinned because they look like monkeys, yeah. rather than um, compared to white people. Bearing in mind, it's a class full of white kids, and I'm the only black teacher. Mm. Yeah, the TA is white as well, so that's what he said. And I basically had to explain to him the whole thing about you know the continental plates, how they moved apart, and you know how. Um, in terms of people surviving, it's like basically the whole survival of the fittest thing. And you know, if you're darker skin, um, you're better in a, in a near the equator. And if you're lighter skin, you're better near the poles and things like that. So yeah. talk to him about that. Um, but people have that mindset, and I taught that mindset. And the only way he could have thought that, in my opinion, is by being taught that at home. You know, and being told that black people are underdeveloped humans, but and they're just like you know. Um, in between monkeys and white people you know scientifically that wouldn't even make sense because black people of all people being underdeveloped when they're the ones that excel in a lot of things Mm. that don't make sense and you know some of them don't even realize that basically every other race descended from blacks every single race came well everyone started off as dark skin everybody Mm -hmm. because we started off near the equator whether you like to accept it or not And I think, you know, part of the issue in terms of like, tackling it is literally education. Um, but you've got to change people's mindsets. You have to, otherwise nothing will ever, ever shift. And people need to be educated. Who do you think should lead on that? Do you think that should be the people who aren't, let's say, the general leader, in a, let's say, manager at work, or the prime minister, or the council, or, or whoever's in that position or do you think it should be led by people who are actually experiencing it day to day um i think if you take um pride for example okay um when we're looking when you look at pride and you look at you know they say love is love blah 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 love has no color etc all of that and that whole movement stems from a community that refused to be shut down and refused to um be silenced and i think for you to have any sort of change we as a community of black people 
need to refuse to be silenced. Um, because if you just wait for a prime minister to do it, I don't think much is going to change. You, we already had a US black president. Um, has colorism changed? No. You know, um, not much has changed within the, yeah, there's a bit more exposure for black people. Yeah, we had a black president, but more time people's um, ingrained mindsets has not changed. And the reason why Pride is so successful, um, and obviously everyone has different views on that, but the reason it's so successful is because they refused to be silenced and they kept pushing and pushing and pushing. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, went everywhere. They're now, you know, they're in schools and everything. And it's been taught, well, it's starting to be taught as part of the curriculum, but that only happened because they wouldn't take no for an answer. And we have to do the same, in my opinion. No, that's a a good point. Um, There's a thought that came in. um, They say, how do you guys feel about marketing for dark-skinned women? Like how makeup and fashion brands will now throw in one darkie to be inclusive. First of all, they're taking a piss. (laughs) They're taking a piss. First of all, don't even include black people if you're not even gonna have a shade range of more than 15. That's all I ask for. That's all I ask for. And we don't all have the same undertone. Some of us have yellow undertones. Some of us have red undertones. Some people have blue undertones. Some people even have green undertones. They think that all black people have red undertones. I've had enough. I've had enough. I've had enough. I'm tired. Okay, but besides my I'm run, tired. I'm tired. <laughs> but um, the one thing about marketing for dark-skinned women, one thing I've noticed is that if, in order for things to work, it's gonna have to be done by black women because black women know black women. That's that's the only way it's gonna work. Mm. Notice how Rihanna and Rihanna came out with shades. When I say shades, I mean shades. And her shades for dark skin and tan, like medium skin, for medium skin to dark skin. If you see how well that shade is, because she factored in undertones. It wasn't only just the skin color, it was the undertones underneath. So that she made sure that the darkest of the dark and the lightest of the light were covered. And Mm. she did it so well. And do you know the reason why? Because she's actually a black person that understands undertones. She understands black women. She Mm -hmm. You don't have to be my skin tone. As long as you're a black person, you should understand that you know we, we like you should understand how our skin works mm-hmm. simple as so when it comes to marketing i think it's best it's best done by like you know someone that is actually of black descent like there's nothing wrong with companies hiring black women to market for um darker toned for darker toned um makeup towards geared towards black women there's nothing wrong with that in fact that that creates more jobs for us in the first place it's a win-win situation for me in my opinion because if we was to allow um only white people to do it we're going to continue with what we've already had from five years ago Mm. where we barely had anything for us and we had to mix two shades just to get our shade Mm. yeah and then mac would lie to us and tell us you know we'll all end up with 45 i'm tired i'm tired oh gosh as in mac will they will they will make you believe then that's your shade and you'll leave you step out of the store with all their artificial lighting and you look disgusting <laughs> you're thinking, everyone's looking at you you're thinking yeah, that's, nice. that's why they're looking at me no they're looking at you because you look like a fool that's why <laughs> it's true though yeah. it's true like mac used to be the only place that dark skinned girls yeah. and black girls could go to and they would all say we're all nw45 <laughs> <laughs> Think back to it now. I was never end of you 45. <laughs> but you know, it's like, but the reason that that was happening for so long is because the people that would do your makeup was white women. Yeah, 100. And 
I'm not bashing white women. They try it. They. I feel like when it comes to makeup, you should you should be consulted by someone that is actually of your race because yeah. they would understand your skin tone more than anybody else. I, if I became a makeup artist, I don't think I could do makeup for Asians, and I don't think I could do makeup for white people because I don't understand their skin tone as well as they would understand their skin tone. Mm -hmm. If a white person was to come up to me and said, "Choose my foundation," I'd be like, "Hey." I'll be sweating because <laughs> I wouldn't know I wouldn't know there's so many different shades for them alone yeah. and I wouldn't know because to me a lot of them look the same but they're not that's mm -hmm. the thing yeah, some of them look so I think with marketing like you know and also another thing is that a lot of YouTubers of dark skin like Jackie Aino is getting involved as mm -hmm. well um, there was another girl she's not dark skin but um, her name's Tammy I can't remember her YouTube name but her name's Tammy and she has a palette with revolution an eyeshadow palette and the eyeshadow palette is so pretty and it's colors that can that work for dark skin especially as well mm -hmm. and that's what i'm appreciative of jackie Ina's palette just recently came out it's abh jackie Ina. it's a joint collaboration mm. and she did ev everything on that palette's for dark skin girls the transition colors the colors for bases the um the blending colors everything about it is for dark skin girls and it's like it's a massive thing because it's the case of it's not only um, black girls that can use it and dark skin girls it's girls of girls of color that can use it but it's like you know don't do you not see the difference in when you have someone of your actual race doing things for you versus somebody that's not of your race you see a difference mm. There's a difference. Yes, it's crazy. Um, yes, I pretty much think we just answered the question because it's basically just the whole idea that is it um, a capitalist thing trying to appease us or this whole marketing thing or is it something that's genuine? Um, I think it's safe to say that it's, it's not genuine. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's it for today. Um, but before we go... Time to drop your socials. <laughs> um, okay, so if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, it is house dot of fee. That is house dot of fee. Okay. Oh, my Snapchat as well was fee d or you can. Um, obviously, everyone knows my social, but you know, we're now on Instagram, so obviously, it's the fiction show. You should find it. Your face, my beautiful face, and first is a beautiful face. Follow, support. And you'll be updated from there. <laughs> um, so yeah, Twitter at this is Simi, S I M I. So yeah, Twitter at this is Simi. Instagram, I mean, some private, but you know, it's Simi Ajayi. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, if you want to follow, cool. But Twitter is the best one to yeah, basically do your profile and order if you want to get followed by Simi. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. You know, have a good evening. You know, enjoy. Peace out. Bye. See you later, man. Bye. Bye.